Uh, it's a new month and a new... Wait, we were going to do nerd news tonight? There's no nerd news. Let's do something completely new and different that I don't even know exactly how this is going to go because I'm springing this on Miles at the last second. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd. My name is Drew, and today we're here to talk about a very special individual, my co-host, Miles. How are you, dude? Uh, confused, mostly. Yeah, um. yeah, I know you are, because we... <laughs> We decided we we had said we were going to do like a nerd news roundup because I'm just coming back from Dragon Con this past weekend, which was a ton of fun. And as we were going through, you know, the stuff that's coming up, it's kind of like, hey, is this going to be interesting? And the answer was kind of no. But I mean, if you wanted to do an all horror episode, yeah, because there's a lot of horror stuff coming out, like not just Halloween time. There's a lot of stuff coming out, but we've, um, we've got October coming up. So don't worry, you'll get your opportunity there. Yeah. So, but what I wanted to challenge Miles to do, because th- as we have been reflecting on the more you nerd since we have returned and we're about two years into our return now, which is which is pretty wild year and a half, maybe more than two years now. Uh, has it been more than two years now? Good Lord. Time we, we has came back March 2020. What time has no meaning anyway, but we have gotten a lot of positive reactions to our uh, games that made us uh, challenge uh, our, our games that made us topic from the, the beginning of the summer. And I kind of wanted to, to, to see if we could recreate some of that or get to know uh, our, our boy Miles a little better based on something that is in the room that he has that he is in right now. So Miles, oh, should I turn off my background? <laughs> yes, turn off your background. I should have warned right. you for that. That's my fault. Um, but yeah, Miles, I've, got, I've got the uh, the hollow deck right now, uh, which is something in my room. But Miles, I want you to pull a random item that holds some significance for you. And if you can find one that is not something that we have talked about on the show. So I'm going to vamp for a little bit while he does this. I know this is going to seem kind of like a visual, a visual thing, but but here we go. Let's see what he's got. So what Miles has is let's see. It's it's a it's a a a gray sort of stone base. And then on top of that are some boots and then some some weird gray green pants. Who wears green pants? I don't really understand that. Uh, like a like a, a red tunic uh, a tunic situation. And uh, yes, obviously, this is Robin. And because he wears green pants and not gr- a green little uh, uh, Speedo, it's very clearly the Tim Drake Robin, which I know. And uh, and Miles uh, has has been prominent to talk about Tim Drake is Miles, probably favorite comic book character of all time. Yeah, yeah, probably my, one of my favorite fictional characters in general. And 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 uh, I want you to show it off to me. You don't actually have to do this because I've seen it. Oh, what's on your wrist? Oh, <laughs> uh, I have t- uh, Tim Drake's 
uh, Robin symbol, which was you. Uh, when I brought it into the tattoo shop, I had a copy of the very first Robin miniseries trade, and the back is just the symbol, and just plop that down. Said I want that right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is so so. And I don't know. Miles has talked about Robin uh, specifically, Tim Drake on the show before, but I kind of want to get into some of the the origins of this. And, and so. We'll, t- we'll talk about I want to talk about a little of the history of Tim Drake's Robin. So Tim Drake's Robin is the third canonical Robin, I guess, technically fourth, if you count Carrie Kelly, um, which mm-hmm. I don't for the particular for the particulars of this, because that was a separate continuity. Yeah, I, I, I mean, not that Carrie Kelly doesn't deserve any credit as a character, despite being created by Frank Miller. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that assessment. Stephanie Brown, however, does count. Sure, because I mean she's in continuity. So of course we had Dick Grayson who retired from the the Robin role, became Nightwing, became a hero in his own right. We had Jason Todd who was very famously the Robin who got beaten to death by a crowbar thanks to a uh, a comic book poll that you could call in and talk to. Um, and and in the 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 aftermath of that. And uh, in the aftermath of, I honestly, I, I can't remember the specific, uh, the specific run. Uh, Tim Drake, who was someone who saw, you know, Dick Grayson perform with the Flying Graysons. He was there in the audience the night that 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 uh, that that uh, uh, Dick's parents were were killed, and and he put together in his, you know, using his own detective skills that Bruce Wayne was Batman and that Dick Grayson was Robin and that he, he noticed that in the, the, the aftermath of Jason Todd being uh, killed, that Batman was becoming a little more brutal and, and sort of said he needs a Robin Dick Grayson. You need to go back and be Robin again. And Dick Grayson didn't want anything to do with it. Um, and, and, but, but it, it turns out that there was a, a, an even better Robin replacement candidate right there all along. Miles, did I get that right? Uh, more or less. Um, it, this, this, the, the storyline's called a lonely place of dying and everything else you said is, is pretty accurate. There is this, uh, side story with, uh, Two-Face and, and kind of Tim helping, take two face down sort of and the the, the storyline basically ends with bruce and dick uh kind of allowing tim to start his training to become the new robin like he he i believe that the story if i remember correctly the storyline ends with him like in costume for the very first time as the last panel so just a single splash page i, I also uh, seem to remember that batman didn't let him be robin until he went through a very rigorous training process oh, because mm-hmm. because he was blaming himself for for pushing jason into the role too quickly yeah which is which is funny because yeah he sends him on kind of a similar thing as as Bruce did, he sends him, you know, around the world train trains on her lady Shiva and ends up, you know, having his own adventure, regardless of the fact that he wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> and, and that kind of leads it into him becoming Robin in the main Batman and detective comics series before uh, having two more solo uh, miniseries and then having his own solo title in the wake of uh, Jean-Paul Valley becoming Batman. 
Ah, um, yes, the Azbat, the Azrael Batman. So let me ask you a different question, Miles. Sure. And you you may not remember. I, I This is me trying to, to get to know you a little bit. Do you remember the first the first thing you read with Tim Drake? It was most likely an issue of his miniseries. I I knew who Robin was, uh, you know, as as a character. Obviously, I wasn't extremely cognizant of comics uh, continuity and, you know, what was going on at the time. I just knew who Batman and Robin were. Sure. This is still a little bit before or maybe just as the the uh, anime series is starting to air, because this is. Um, oh, no, this is before because this is 89 is when Lonely Place of Dying comes out. And I want to say 90 was when um, the first Robin miniseries came out. But I knew the concept. I grew up with the Batman uh, Adam West show. So I knew who Batman and Robin were. I, I watched you know, uh, the Batman cartoons from the 70s, like the uh, Super Friends and the Batman meets Scooby-Doo. I actually had that on VHS uh, and I loved I just loved Batman. I was a big Batman fan. But one thing about me uh, that has stayed true as an adult is whenever there and I this is always why they did this. They just apparently never worked on anyone but me. Whenever <laughs> there was a child in I mean, Robin was ostensibly a child involved with something that was geared towards an older audience i gravitated for that that's why like i never had this weird like oh wesley crusher so annoying i loved wesley crusher as a kid the people the people who didn't like wesley crusher were the people that were jealous of wesley crusher because he was getting to do all the stuff they wanted to do Exactly. Like I wanted to be him. I wanted a, a kid that's on the Enterprise or a kid that gets to hang out with Batman. And DC was so good with this legacy heroes in the 90s in so much that like they created this great pantheon of characters who were in the shadow of their icons. And a lot of people like to use the Greek gods as sort of a, a standard metaphor for the JLA. And everyone else is a great example of like these people trying to live up to this un this it's an unwinnable scenario. You can't do that. But like seeing characters try to do that, specifically Tim, who always was like, I don't want to be like Bruce. Like, I want to be Batman in a sense, even though he would later say he didn't want to be Batman, <laughs> but I don't want to be Bruce. And so I, I feel like what Dick Grayson ended up doing is kind of how Tim would have handled it. But yeah, it's a character that always struck a chord. And then I would always find things because this character was initially, I think, about 12 or 13 when he was introduced. But by the time I'm like reading and collecting and like, no, I'm reading and collecting like his solo book, like he's going through the same stuff, whether it be like, you know, just at general adolescent troubles. And then during the um, 1997's uh, legacy storyline, which was that sequel to the uh, Contagion. Dick and Tim have to fly to Paris on this lead to track down Ra's al Ghul. Well, Tim's hanging on the in, in the airplane in an old school Green Day shirt. <laughs> and like in, the old, like in the in the in the in the Kerplunk font. And I'm like, is my favorite character also repping my favorite band? So like there were always these things in my in, in my early my early adolescence that just really paralleled me specifically with Tim Drake. And so that's kind of started my fandom is not only as a character that I directly related to who was hanging out with Batman, you know, 
And it was just like, I mean, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, Drew and I are really, really massive Batman fans. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I, for for Tim Drake, it's there's been so many things about that character that have resonated with me. But for being a young person and which is why I, I, I'm also a big proponent of like representation matters is because every kid should have that feeling that the hero that they want to look up to like really connects with them. And I, I, I I think that experience for me is like, made me feel stronger about that because, you know, of my relationship with this particular fictional character. And I, I've always thought that like, yeah, that's, what's so cool about having a wide universe of a wide variety of characters, because there is somebody who is going to fall in love with that character. And it's really going to help define some of the better parts of their lives because going in the comic shop for some people, like that's their one escape for the week, you know, back in the day. So it was, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's something that's really always been important to me. And that, that character has just been one that I always stuck with. And he just happened to be a great character. So that, that, that works. (laughs) So here's a challenging question for you. In Tim Drake's, near more than 30 year character history yeah what is your least favorite thing that has either been done to him or that he has done in his character history everything that happened with the new 52 talk about it um so so the the new 52 i will i will i will bring this up a little bit because the new 52 was a very very uh troublesome time for dc comics uh they wanted to reboot the entire dc comics universe because every it was getting a little complicated it had been going on for a number of years for with one continuity and they decided that they were going to use the flashpoint story which involves the flash going and time traveling uh and and as the solution to that uh changing a bunch of things to where basically the whole universe kind of resets now there were some really good things in, in that, specifically the the uh, 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 the the uh, Scott Snyder Greg Capullo Batman run is one of the greatest Batman runs of all time. That was a New Fifty Two run, uh, but mm-hmm. then there were a lot of other things that happened. So tell us about Tim Drake in the New Fifty Two. So they take everything about Tim Drake and what made him special and erased it. Uh, Tim Drake is an overconfident blowhard, and they did this with a lot of the younger characters across the board. All of a sudden, some of them were just flat out sociopaths like Billy Batson. Um, And there's a weird scene where like Tim Drake is, I guess, possessed by um, Trigon or something, but he's kind of a date rapist with one of one of his fellow teen Titans. It the whole thing is just super icky. And like I know I'm oversimplifying it, but like I remember reading that, and like that was the moment I stopped reading that book. I, I bought the book because I was there for Tim Drake. I actually didn't hate his costume. A lot of people thought it was very I, funny. I did not like his costume. I thought it was very silly. I thought it was it wasn't iconic, but I I kind of d- dug some of the design. I have a figure of it. So, um, well, so so this is where we have to talk about a, a little bit before the new Fifty Two happened. Tim Drake was no longer Robin. He had transitioned to the burger themed Red Robin. Red Robin. <laughs> Which he came back to uh, in Detective when they put him back in his regular Robin outfit. You know, he had those two R's. 
uh, which I, I actually I don't like the name Red Robin. I think that is it's it's it, it's dumb and it's dumber because of the burger restaurant, uh, because every time I read that, I just go, yum. Exactly. Um, uh, I will say, though, Red Robin has one of my favorite Tim Drake moments. The actual uh, Christopher Yost Red Robin run with um, Marcus Toe, who killer, killer artist, one of the definitive uh, Tim Drake pencilers, um, where he pulls it over on Ra's al Ghul and at the very end, because at this time, Batman is thought to have been dead, calls Tim detective. Oh, and it's one of the coolest moments because Razzle thinks he's gotten him and is going to threaten every single person he knows. Well, it turns out Tim expected that. And so had every single person who he might have attacked is backed up by someone from the Titans or someone from Young Justice or anyone that he knows. And he just basically says, I'm not Batman. I have friends Ooh. and I use them. And it was it's 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 one of the best moments. And um, like the, that first 12 issues, it, it, some of it starts off a little rough and tumble. But like that, that denouement of that story is one of my favorite Tim Drake short stories because it shows it actively shows how good of a detective he is, how smart he is and how he can function on his own. And uh, all of that was erased. Uh, they keep telling you Tim's smart. But until the rebirth era happened, like he's just another I mean, you couldn't tell he was supposed to be 16 or 25 in half the art of the Teen Titans. Uh, The timeline made no sense because you had three Robins and Damien. And just all all of it was was just horrendously bad. I mean, Um, that's the new 52 problem is that they they collapsed everything. So all of a sudden. All everything's four, happened in five years. All four Robins had to happen within five years. And it's like, this just doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. How are we doing this? I, well, I like, I like now they're like, yeah, it's just forget, forget that happened. Like certain things will happen, but we're just telling stories now. So they'll bring up stuff from the nineties. And I, that, yeah, that, that is my least favorite time period for Tim Drake, because I mean, it just, it wasn't the character. And as someone who, literally has like his symbol permanently etched onto my skin. It really sucks. I mean, I didn't go yell at creators and death threaten people, but I just stopped reading the book. Yeah. Like, you know, a healthy human being. All right. So, so let's, let's talk about the converse. What is Tim Drake's best? Well, you mentioned one of his best (laughs) moments. Yeah, that's, that's one of them. I, I think that, uh, the I think it's Red Robin number twelve. I think it's the the conclusion of that first full arc is one of my favorite Tim Drake moments because it just kind of shows his entire growth uh, throughout from first discovering Batman and Bruce Wayne were the same person to now. Like it just gives a good full circle for this character and for a time period when they were trying to wrap up a lot of these stories. I I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I will say one of um, one of my favorite moments is uh, Teen Titans number one when uh, he kind of covers for his teammates and and someone goes, dude, did you just did you just lie to Wonder Woman? And he turns around with a smile and goes, I lied to Batman. And it's a <laughs> wonderful <laughs> moment. That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. Um, he's, he's had some really, really great moments as I mean, 
all these legacy characters have. I'm just a massive fan. And uh, what Drew didn't mention about the statue that I brought up, it's it's for the Young Justice title. It was the first statue I ever bought. The first like major expensive piece of like comic book memorabilia like i had i had cool like little figures and stuff but like that one was a statue that i saved up my money for and they had it the tangle web in spartanburg south carolina and they had promised they would hold it for me so long as i you know was letting them know like i was saving my money and i bought it and um then i, I don't think they ever got it was a, a, one of those statues that like can connect to two others so the, the, you're supposed to have the entire ledge that has superboy uh, in the jacket and sunglasses and impulse for a combined Young Justice statue. Um, I just have the Tim Drake one, though. That's that's pretty fun. Uh, so I want to ask you a question, uh, a, sure. a, a slightly different question. This one's going to stretch your your brain a little bit because okay. I know you know Tim Drake as Robin. Mm -hmm. But Tim Drake, a couple of years ago, spent about two weeks under the name drake with a costume that was terrible and a name that was even worse uh his costume mm -hmm. his costume is yeah. what i like to refer to as doo-doo brown it was bad um, it was awful and yeah. i love that it seemed like it was a choice made by someone other than the writer because the writer kept having everyone roast him for it and the name so i am almost a i am a hundred percent positive that was not brian michael bendis's idea because everyone is making fun of him the entire time for <laughs> yeah. having that costume and that name so this is where i want to ask you as a diehard tim drake fan he yeah. he seems to be red robin again red robin yum is not a great name damian wayne may or may not be robin right now i can't quite tell because it's the most frustrating thing in the entire world. He's claiming he's not Robin, but his book is called his Robin. His book is called Robin, and everyone calls him Robin in the book. Um, uh, which uh, just finished its run, and it was a really good book. Well, I mean, I really hope – I don't have confidence because DC just can't seem to do it. I really hope they keep the development they've been using with this character because just an aside the Damian Wayne book is really fun. You've got a fighting tournament, and you got all this stuff about Damian's family. It's great. And I'm just worried as soon as it ends, he's going to go back to being 10 years old and just a troll. Yep. That, that'll be they'll be back. to. Um, I mean, he still he still does. That. He's never not going to do that. Oh, yeah, sure. That's his catchphrase, basically. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's going to be doing that'll be his last words. <laughs> yeah, as he's dying on the street to some supervillain, he'll just look up and go. And it'll be great. It'll be a cool, awesome moment anyway. But I ask you as someone who has loved the character almost from its inception and who has mm -hmm. watched the character evolve through many different iterations, good and bad. Where do you, Miles, see Tim creating his own superhero identity outside of Robin? You know, what's so funny until they brought him back into the fold. I. I honestly had kind of thought that might be the end for a while. You know, and I know he's always going to help out, but he wanted to, he drove off from the sun, literally drove off from the sunset with Stephanie Brown, wanting to go to college and do things as a normal human. And of course, yeah, no. Um, I, for, for some reason, a lot of people have over the years wanted him to maintain the bird motif. 
And the, for whatever reason, I guess because of the colors that he had for the longest time, the most popular name was Cardinal. Hmm. I've seen that one come up a number of times. I don't hate it, but I think the, pro- the, the problem with coming up with uh, any bat character's name after, I want to say like 1990 is it just doesn't feel right in your tongue. I mean, like they've had great characters like Duke Thomas, but the signal is okay. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. So, so you've got, of course, Robin and red Robin, you've got Duke Thomas as the signal, which is sort of a play on the bat signal, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and I love the, I think Duke Thomas is a great character. Oh, he's great. I just, I just, that, and I think the suit's not great. Um, uh, you've got uh, Harper Rowe was, what was she, Bluebird? Bluebird, which I liked. I mean, because I, I liked Harper Rowe a lot. I, I was a big fan of of her. I wish we could see more of her. Um, and Of course, you've got Black Canary, who uh, uh, is actually in love with Batman and not in love with Green Arrow. <laughs> in Frank kidding. Miller's world. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, that was the one that I remember hearing a lot. And I, I feel like I've been hearing it like since I could read a message board is like, you know, if he was going to be someone else, like, let's call him Cardinal. I See, don't I, know why other than I hear, the bird I, teeth. Hear, I hear Cardinal and I think. Of Azrael. <laughs> well, not only that, but like, I just don't think like Batman and Robin, I think because it's been around for so long, like Robin works, but I, I don't know what I honestly don't know what you do, because I think it's hard to create a Batman character. And there have been very few that you've been able to create since the 90s that don't sound silly. I mean, you've got a couple of characters that work in a comic book sense, like Harley Quinn. Sure. Um, you've had cool villains like Bane is a good name. Phantasm is a great name. You've had characters introduced. Uh, the Court of Owls. Amazing. Um, Talon. Eh fine um but i i I do think that's more difficult to really log down so i've never really put a whole lot of thought about like what i would want him called instead i don't hate red robin i acknowledge its silliness and just kind of move on yum (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking up red birds just to see oh he could be kingfisher he could be uh uh thrasher Thrasher is kind of a 90s name. I don't know if that really yeah, works. Thrasher makes him sound like, yeah, he was, he was part of like Youngblood or something. Uh, Woodpecker. There, I think, wait, there, wasn't there a guy named Night Thrasher on one of those teams? There probably was. Um, Tanager, which is not Teenager, but could be. <laughs> I hate all of this. I, this, this, this. I don't like any of this right now. Yeah, I don't think, uh, but 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 I uh, but he could also go kind of towards uh kind of towards his his sort of computer whiz. Uh, like the master hacker. Every time they thing. do, every time they do one of those names, I think they try to give him something other than Oracle. I want to say during the detective run, like he tried something out and it didn't go so great. Um, I mean, that, that I think that's what I like about him is like because he's such a nerd. Whenever he comes up with an idea, it's really dorky. I appreciate that. Drake is awful. It's awful. really, really bad. I mean, you're using your last name, and you have a mask. And like, he and he picked up that he picked up that name from an evil alternate evil universe version, of, version him. of himself that called himself Drake. It's just like, why are you doing this, bro? 
Yeah, he just like, oh, this 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 seems like a good idea. And I'm like, look who you're taking advice from. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim is not always the the best decision maker, which is what I appreciate about him. <laughs> <laughs> Last question I have for you, and I think we're gonna gonna wrap things up. Gonna be a little bit of a lighter episode uh, tonight. Um, if you could have Tim go through any particular character arc, any particular change in. Not necessarily change in persona, but like, uh, 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 where would you take the character? What would you put the character through? What what I trials mean, and tribulations? I really liked in the '90s when he was a teenager going through actual teenager stuff, and it dealt. I mean, they dealt with teen pregnancy, they dealt with suicide, they dealt with they dealt with school shootings before the country was plagued by them. Um, it was a really really cool time for the character because they were utilizing that character the way I, you should utilize a young hero uh i would let tim grow up a little bit i i think you know he's been arrested development in in uh, as a teenager for about 30 years now and every now and then they they seem like oh he's gonna go to college oh now he's back down to being like a, a junior in high school like they do this to him all the time. Even when they started off the the recent detective arc in with uh, DC Rebirth, Tim looked like oh, he looked like a young man. He didn't look like he was a teen titan. Like he looked like he he might be twenty three. <laughs> twenty three in Titan. Uh, but shut up. Um, <laughs> so I would probably do something like that. It's it's very difficult because I I I really liked the way they were kind of giving him an end and then they they brought him back and they uh decided to tweet the character which is which is fine but i feel like a, a lot of times when they mess with some of these legacy characters they do so to do it rather than something that really goes in with the character's arc and so i don't know what i would do with him right now or or what story i would tell because they're i, I i'm a big fan of of endings. And when they had him kind of going off in the sunset for a while, I was good with that. I was good with that being like the end of his story for a little bit. And, you know, because we he don't would, see enough. He would go. He'd just he'd he'd run a bar for a couple of years before uh, super AI was about to take over. And, you know, then a time traveler pops in and the time traveler dies. And, and oh, wouldn't you know it? He's now Batman Beyond. Yeah, I'm glad they've erased that from the timeline. <laughs> I, I actually the idea of him being Batman Beyond, I was kind of OK with. But I, like I the story they wrote was the, the okay. story was bad. And also, I just I have such affection for Terry that it, it, it me too. It, it, it I don't want him to, to to be that. I could definitely see Tim being like the the man in the chair for Terry. I could absolutely see him being the man in the chair. And I think that's what I would eventually have wanted. Like, I, I feel like we need to see more endings in, in these ongoing. I mean, soap operas that we, we love about superhero comics. I think that the last 15 years have been kind of stunted in that direction. We used to have actual changes that stayed that way. And yeah, I don't see. I, it I know now the theme park and the money stuff. You're not going to see these characters ever really change. Bruce Wayne's never really going to be gone. Um, it was really interesting when he was, though. And not that I wanted Bruce gone forever, but I think some of the most vibrant stories 
in recent Batman writings was when Dick was Batman. I mean, that's what got Scott Snyder here. Yeah. You know, Gates of Gotham, the Black Mirror, and and that stuff was excellent. Um, I'm not a I'm not against Bruce still being Batman to a degree, but I feel like they no one knows how to write Bruce anymore without just making him be a d bag. That seems to be a consistent problem with writers. On the other hand, you have Tom Taylor who is just writing a masterclass of superhero comics with Nightwing right now, and I think. It's, We're seeing it's, it's the most growth that Dick Grayson has had in comics in so long. It's one of the best superhero runs I have read this decade and last decade. Honestly, like it's just tremendous. The, and, 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 and this is the thing about Dick Grayson and not, not to not to turn a Tim Drake episode into a Dick Grayson episode. No, I, I loved I love Dick Grayson. They were brave enough to quote kill him off to have him be special agent grayson for like a year and a half and i love that book i know it's not it's a good book it's It's fun and it just it gives him an opportunity to do something completely different and that's something that so few characters get the opportunity to do and have done well and if i had anything to say about tim it's that i wish he got that kind of that kind of treatment Damien gets to go off and do a, a an enter the dragon style martial arts tournament by himself. Dick gets to be a superhero. Jason gets to do whatever Jason's doing. I don't know. He's got a mask <laughs> now. Who cares? But uh, but Tim Tim tends to either be exactly the same or retired, and I, I feel like that's 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 got to change. Got to yeah, shake, I mean, him, I don't shake him up a little bit. I just I really liked the way they kind of wrote him kind of piecing out for a little bit. And I, I wish that they had the the stones to kind of allow their characters to do that and grow and be different. And honestly, Damien needs to be aged up at least four years at this point and give him more to do. His best you know, friend got aged up 10 years. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and- I, I, I do kind of hate that kind of thing when they when they do that. They did it to Bart once, even though that story was pretty good. Um, that's not the way to to show growth for a teen hero. Um, I, I feel like Jeff John's Teen Titans, the, his initial run was the way to do that, because you took young justice and matured them. And yeah. that we don't see enough of that in any in, in any superhero comics as much anymore everything is kind of like you tell you tell a shake-up story and then it's the status quo and that that's kind of a bummer i, I was recently having this this issue with with the recent marvel event uh with the eternals and avengers and x-men it's it's absolute nonsense and it's not going to matter in three months yeah so that that I think is going to be a good wrap up of of talking this is a, this about is a, a weird off the cuff episode. I had nothing prepared, so I was kind of like, oh, I'm just going to grab this. Yeah, I see. I want I, I purposefully I had an idea. I didn't want Miles to have anything pre prepared because I wanted to get the most honest reaction out of out of him. And I think I know but sometimes I like having a little preparation so I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but you, you, <laughs> you paid it off. You paid it off. Uh, but, you know, next week and for the rest of this month, we're not going to drift too far from the topic of conversation tonight, because <laughs> as you guys listen to this, uh, we are recording this uh, the day after the 30th anniversary of the premiere episode of Batman, the animated series. 
So we are going to take the rest of this month to talk about that show. And we are not going to talk about a ton of history of the show. Plenty of other people are doing that right now. What we are going to do is we're going to pick a few episodes and we're going to talk about those episodes, what they meant to us and what they meant to the show. And that's going to start next week when we talk about two episodes. We are going to talk about uh, episode season one, episode 14, Heart of Ice, the Mr. Freeze episode, the the Emmy award winning, probably best episode of the show. Uh, and uh, and we're going to talk about uh, ep- season one, episode 18, Beware the Gray Ghost, which is an episode that I I well, I'll talk about what my feelings of that episode were uh, uh, when I watched it as a child, because it's very it's the first time that I felt a weird sense of nostalgia for something that I had never felt before. Uh, so that is what we're going to do next week. Uh, so in the meantime, we are going to wrap up our show tonight. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at the You can tweet to us at the more you nerd. You go to facebook.com slash the more you nerd, and you can email us the more you nerd at gmail.com. That's the more you nerd at gmail.com. And now we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd. Nerd. Ouch!